We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. I had no idea that I would have uh, so much to say about so little, but here we are again. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, you know, I got I got so for it. Okay, so today is Friday, uh, September third, twenty twenty one. Obviously, I'm recording these fairly close together and uh, releasing them very far apart. Today's musical guest, Mother Falcon. Uh, I found Mother Falcon by um, uh, watching Tiny Desk concerts from NPR as part of their Tiny Desk series. And um, those are great. Um, They are usually, you know, a little bit more lo-fi than a, you know, studio, even though they've got great sound engineers and you know, it's a, it's supposed to be lo-fi, right? Like, it's a, it's a tiny desk concert. They are literally at a desk. Actually, let's be honest. Hey, NPR, it's a big desk. Have you seen that desk? It's a big desk. If you have 28 pencils on your desk, it might be a big desk. That's a little bit more aggressive than Jeff Foxworthy usually is. Uh, but look, you know, he's got to stretch out. He's been doing that redneck shit for so long. Got to branch out, you know, now he's doing desks. So today we are using... Uh, oh, oh, wait, I have one more thing about Mother Falcon. Mother Falcon, good grief. I don't know how these people make any money. They, It is the biggest band I've ever seen. It's got like... A full string section, a full horn section, a guy playing in the accordion, for God's sakes. I mean, it's a lot. Uh, and hey, you know, who knows? They're, I mean, you listen to this music, they're probably not making much money anyway. But I don't know. I don't care. I think they're cool. So, Mother Falcon. Um, so... Uh, oh, and also today is uh, brought to you by another new microphone. Uh, this is the Tube microphone, um, and it you know it's 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 got its strengths. It's uh, it's a little brighter. You might hear a little more high-end nasal twang than you did on the previous microphone. Don't know if that's a good thing. Um, I don't know if I don't think this is going to become my usual microphone. Um, it's got a separate tube preamp that you have to plug in. It's tube, so you have to let it warm up. And, uh, and yeah, it's that. Um, uh, and it's got this funky-ass cable that I think is probably pretty standard for tube microphones, but it's not standard to anything else I own, so I don't know. Maybe I should buy another one of these. They're like, it's like a weird five-pin... D-pin cable, kind of like those old, um, 
If you if you ever had an IBM AT, those old uh, 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 keyboard plugs before we got into uh, USB. Anyway, so that's the joy. So that's what this microphone is. Um, it, I think it's, you know, if I ever need to record an acoustic guitar, I think this is going to be the perfect microphone for that. Uh, so I'm not getting rid of it, but I probably will not be using it as much as the others. Okay, so enough, enough shop talk. Enough behind the curtain. Uh, let's talk about... Okay, so I've noticed, <laughs> especially doing these podcasts really recently and sort of back to back. Obviously, the world is on fire right now, right? Um, but this podcast is not to talk about that. This podcast is an escape from that, if you will. Um, and, and it's more about what, what personal shit I'm dealing with uh, and not what the world is dealing with. Now, you might say, hey, man, way to stick your head in the sand. Uh, because it does affect you. Yeah, no, duh, Jeff Foxworthy. I know it affects me. Um, yeah, no, uh, but look, this podcast is not the hot take podcast on politics and how the world is on fire. Goodness knows there are better people, smarter people, more uh, in tune people who can do that if that is really what you want. Although I doubt it's what you want. Good God, it's all such a mess that uh, we probably don't want more of that anyway. So, um, yeah, so consider this a little break from all of that. So, um, I will tell you about a bad day I had yesterday. Um, yeah, so I had uh, started taking this high blood pressure medication. And for a while, it wasn't working. And then, uh, as we talked about last episode, I gave up drinking for a while because I was like, oh, okay. And um, I, got, I got 10 days of no drinking. And then I took my blood pressure again, and it had gone way down. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. It must be, because I changed a lot of shit all at once, right? I did no salt and no red meats and no fast food and, um, and no drinking and, and meditating and all that jazz all at once. So I was like, fantastic. All of those changes worked. So I can start drinking again. And I stopped my high blood pressure medication and I started drinking again. And one of those two, probably both, went made the blood pressure go back up. And uh, so, you know, it's not helping that we are also in the month close part, which is, uh, I, for those who don't know, I work for a financial software company and I am doing support. And at the end of every month, finance people have to go through and sort of reconcile who owes the money, what money was paid, all that jazz, and settle the books, right? They call it closing the books, uh, sort of the opposite of lock the gates, or maybe the same. Anywho, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so yes, it's the end of the month. It has been more stressful. Stress, stress drives up the blood pressure. But I really do think it's the other two things that um, are 
the reason my blood pressure's back up. And it's a bummer, right? Because I love cracking the code. I love feeling like I'm getting away with something. I love feeling like I figured something out. And so I thought I had it figured out with all those other changes I made and that I could go back to a couple of things that were before, not taking the pills and, um, and drinking some. And um, yeah, it really threw me into a spiral a little bit when I took my blood pressure again and it was back. Not as bad as it was originally, but bad. Um, so I'm gonna try without the pills and not drinking. I mean, look, I shouldn't be drinking anyway, so I think that's the more reasonable thing to do is not to drink instead of immediately jumping back into the pills, uh, especially because I took the pills in the beginning and I was still drinking and the blood pressure really didn't go down that much. It went down a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna continue not to drink and uh, that's gonna be a bummer, but it's, uh, it's where we're at. So I'm gonna go do that. So then, so then I'm, I, you know, so this happens like at five o'clock. I'm now mad because my grand plan didn't work. So now I'm all mad about that. And then the daughter is like, we should play Monopoly. And I'm like, okay, wow. <laughs> if you could pick a board game that would make me angrier, congratulations. If you are a board game that could piss me off, congratulations, you might be the game of life. And Monopoly, and Stratego. I mean, look, I love Stratego, but I, I, I don't have the patience for it anymore, setting up all those goddamn pieces. And, and you know what? Stratego, Stratego, if, 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 if Stratego is a quick death, I'm all for it. But what I hate about it, what, you know, sort of like what I hate about Battleship, is just the long, prolonged death of you slowly getting whittled down and whittled away. Oh my God, it's just like life. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, I was playing the video game Hades, and uh, the video game Hades, there's this whole genre of video game now that's all about dying, improving your person a little bit, being rejuvenated, coming back, doing it all over again, and boy, howdy, if that is not a parable for life. Um, you want, you meet, uh, you are the son of hell in Hades, and you meet Sisyphus, the guy who is the, the, the poster child for pushing a rock up a hill, never getting it to the top, and just rolling right back down again. But he's got such hubris that he thinks he can get the rock to the top of the hill. Just like me and my hubris. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, oh yeah, so she says, let's play Monopoly. So I'm like, God damn it. All right, fine, we'll play Monopoly. Uh, <laughs> but then we both, both me and the wife were like, okay, but we're not gonna finish this tonight. Cause it was already like eight. And there's, you know, I mean, we could have stayed up till two in the morning and it wouldn't have gotten finished. Cause it's fucking Monopoly. It goes on forever. It's like risk. 
also to to add an extra layer of nonsense to all of this it's not even just regular monopoly it's now kids monopoly with an electronic banker which means <laughs> which means it's actually kind of cool the way they do it um, but it's also just new and aggravating and I'm trying to struggle with like reading the rules which of course have been lost because we are not the first owner of this game. So I don't know where they are. I'm trying to look them up online. I'm finding the adult version with the electronic banker and the kids version with the regular money and all this stuff. And I'm just like, ah, but it is kind of cool. I will give Hasbro credit for actually putting those PDFs online where you can, if you can eventually get the magic combination of everything that you now got, you can find that PDF. and. Here's to you. Cheers to you, Hasbro. So, um, so I'll just tell you what, what the deal is. Um, the electronic banker, I know a lot of kids loved being the banker, but let's be honest, the, the, the bank, the whole bank part of that game it's fraught with problems, right? Like you can very easily steal money. You can very easily lose the money just in like the packing and unpacking of that game every time you play it, like the, the bills go everywhere. But what I really like about the electronic version is So they just said, fuck it, right? Inflation, everything's crazy. You know, these properties aren't gonna be hundreds of dollars. Nope. Everything is going to be minimum millions of dollars and in increments of millions of dollars. And because it's electronic, each player has a credit card and you, you stick the credit card into the little electronic box and you hit the up and down button depending on how much money you have gained or lost, and then it just puts it on the card. Now, I guess this is good for kids to sort of like understand that credit cards are real money as opposed to most kids with credit cards is just like, what are you talking about? Just put it on the credit card. We never have to pay it. Well, yes, you do. So. You know, but it is also kind of weird at the same time of like, hey kid, let's get you into credit cards. Let's do that. And it's just like, nah, maybe not, maybe don't do that. But, um, but anyway, it is kind of cool in the way that it works. And we did eventually figure it out. We did not eventually finish the game, you know, and it's even when you're dealing with millions of dollars, it's still like, Okay, well, you landed on my property, so you give me three million. Oh, now I I landed on your property, so I'll give you two million. And it's just like, it just goes back and forth and up and down. And it's just like, there is no cataclysmic event where you're just like, I take all of your money, game is over, right? It's just this war of attrition. So, 
I was realizing the other day that I should love the Fast and Furious movies, right? I should be their biggest champion, their biggest proponent, the one who loves them more than anything because I love a good, bad movie. Uh, Alexis Perplexus, who has known me for 35 years, uh, you know, we, we saw plenty of good, bad movies together. Uh, so he knows, he knows my love for a good, bad movie. Um, certainly I have shown people the Transporter 2 many times. I, I made it a birthday event at one point. Uh, and that's such a gloriously good, bad movie. Oh, it's, it's, it's insane. And what's crazy about it is the reasons I love, uh, the Transporter 2 is the exact things I hate about uh, about the Fast and the Furious, right? Like, neither of them have a respect for physics. Like, hell, in the Transporter 2, the guy drives a jet ski down the street, doesn't stop, doesn't even slow down. In fact, I think he might even pick up speed at some point. But, you know, and, and then, but Fast and the Furious, their whole plan is, well, if you can hook it to the back of a car, you can drag it down the street. Um, so uh, I will skip my Jimmy Stewart impression about uh, lassoing the moon, because I'm pretty sure I've done it here before, but you know, just think about that. Um, and I think what I have figured out about the Fast and the Furious movies is I hate how successful they are, right? Like every, like they're not supposed to be successful. And I think also what I hate about it is there is a segment of our society that takes those movies seriously. Like when Dominic Toretto, played by Vin Diesel, talks about how they're all a family, people well up and they go, oh my God, they are a family. It's like, fuck you, they are not. They're a bunch of criminals who happen to live together or something. They, they, none of them, none of them have any chemistry at all together, which, Again, should be hilarious to me, but now I just find it annoying. So, uh, I think the other thing that I don't like about these movies is like, if you like a movie like Crank, you know, Crank is insane. It's got a really great base premise Crank one, he is uh, has to keep his adrenaline up, so you know he does all these weird, crazy things to keep his adrenaline going. He gets into bar fights and all this stuff, and then uh, in the second one, he applies uh, electricity to his his uh, pacemaker, which is conveniently located outside of his body. At least the battery is for it, so he's grabbing onto car batteries and just doing all kinds of crazy shit just to get electricity into it. But there is at no point in any of those crank movies that they even pretend to have emotions or feelings or thoughts. And it's just balls out insanity, right? And the other thing that bothers me about these Fast and Furious movies is there is always the ham-fisted, let's, let's get serious and let's talk about our feelings and we're family and we're stick together and, and we belong together. And, and they have those, the strings swell in the background and you're just like, 
what the fuck is this? Like, is this a car driving movie or what? You know, and it's, I, I don't know. I, I cannot wrap my head around why I just don't like, I mean, granted, I gave you two reasons, but they're lame reasons, right? Like, I mean, I honestly, those emotional beats, I should find hilarious because of how dumb they are. But it just, I guess it's just the fact that there are people who take these movies so seriously. That's what bothers me about them. Because um, I did, I did have a coworker uh, where I was starting to shit on the Fast and the Furious movies, and he got real uptight, right? Like, this is a smart dude, a nice, capable, hardworking, smart dude named Dan Eubank. Dan! To you, I hope we work again someday because you were a good coworker. Except for the fact that you took those movies so fucking seriously. Like I was about to shit on him, and Dan got real uptight. He's like, "Don't, don't talk about. No, don't you say a bad word about those movies." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And this was a while ago. This was I don't know. There were maybe three or four of the only three or four of them out at this time, which now there are nine of them and soon to be 10. So, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I saw, I saw one, I saw five. I talked about it on this podcast. I am no interest in seeing any others. Um, and it's also crazy because you listen to podcasts where people talk about them and they say they love these movies and then they can t they talk shit about them for an hour, and then the hour is up, and then I'm like, but I love these movies! And I'm just like, ah, I guess. Uh, do you? I don't know. It's, it's such a... People seem to have, like, a kind of weird relationship with these movies. Not in the way that I do, but they still have a weird feeling with them. Finally, oh, oh, speaking of Fast and the Furious, um, if you do like these movies, uh, I highly recommend How Did This Get Made, the bad movie podcast that I listen to. They get super excited about these movies. They review them. It's always with special guest Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. They're always delightful. Uh, Jason Manzuka's Paul Shear, always great. Um, also, there is a great podcast called Newcomers, where each quote-unquote season of the podcast, um, they review a series of movies they've never seen before. So, uh, the first season was Star Wars, uh, second season was Lord of the Rings, the third season sucked ass because they did Medea movies. And, and I, again, I have no interest in Medea movies. Medea movies to me are... It, the, the, it's, it's a one-joke movie, right? It's a guy dressed up in a woman, as a woman, and this person pronounces words funny. That's the joke. That is the whole movie. And Medea has made, I don't know, 10 movies? Not, you know, they did a whole bunch of them on this podcast. And then this time they are doing the Fast and Furious movies. They're doing all nine Fast and Furious movies and Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw I liked, also talked about on this podcast. Uh, the last 10 minutes of that movie, again, just throw that physics right out the old window there. Throw it off the island, send it to space, whatever they're going to do. Anyway, 
So, from me, from the Fast and the Furious, from Mother Falcon, to pushing that stone up that hill, Sisyphusian style, let's do this one more time. Oh, who are we kidding? We're doing it lots more times. Till then!